6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. And thanks for joining me this afternoon. Still to come on the show, Grant McEwen, or McEwen University, rather, marking 50 years in the city. Uh, we'll talk with a couple of folks from there about the celebrations and, and, and what the school has meant to them over the years. After 5 o'clock, we'll talk with a fella who started up the Apocalypse Survival Training School. And on that note, the question is, what skill do you wish you had? Our next guest has a ton of skills. That's why we call him up every month for Fit After 40. But Grant Fedorik, I suspect that there's one that you would still like to have. In sleep he sang to me, in dreams he came. No, I've got the singing one, don't I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bang on. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was for Eileen. That was all for Eileen. <laughs> I don't think I'm that good a singer, but I don't I don't wish I had that skill. You know, I I wish I I, I would have loved uh, truthfully going back in time. I wish I learned to fly. Yeah. And I don't mean like with my arms, but like fly a plane. Like that's something I always dreamt of doing. Really? And eh? now I just think, you know, I know it's never too late, but you know, I think now I, 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 I there's a fear of death, so I, I, I'll leave it to people who who learned young and can steer me in the right direction on that plane. But that's the skill I wish I had. That's one way of putting it, Grant. Away with words, my friend. <laughs> All right, we wanted to talk today. Okay, the golf courses, the city golf courses uh, opening, um, yep. and uh, you know, a lot of folks getting ready to get back playing golf and and do some of those those summer. Uh, sports they love and I know tennis is you know year round but again that tends to be a big one as well so we wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about all of those things that you need to know getting back into that and you know maybe let's start with golf and it's not just golf but we hear a lot about you know uh, golf or tennis elbow right that that is something that uh, I know that you deal with a lot what exactly is that yeah, we see them both, and they're they're a similar uh, pathology, just in a different location. So they're micro tears at the insertion uh, or origin, actually, like where the muscle attaches to the the where the tendon attaches to the bone. So little tiny tiny tears, no, not like ripped right off the bone. They're micro tears that lead to inflammation, and where there's inflammation, there's a lot of pain. When it's on the outside of the elbow, those are the those are the muscles that extend your wrist. So if you lift your wrist up towards yeah you with the back of your hand towards you those muscles attach to the outside of the elbow and with that kind of a problem with tennis elbow it'll hurt on the outside of your elbow okay that's those micro tears on the outside on the inside of the elbow if you put your palm to the sky and you bring your palm and your fingers towards you now uh, that's the common flexors or the flexor origin and that's when those tendon that tendon becomes inflamed at the calmer uh, on the inside of the elbow and that's golfer's elbow (laughs) You know, you can get go- you can here's the great thing. You can get golfer's elbow from tennis <laughs> and you can get tennis elbow from golf. So it it's really just where they were most commonly described where they come from um but ultimately it's a tendonitis either on the outside or inside of your elbow. Before we get to a treatment on that grant, is yeah. is there a way that we can offset the chances of getting it? I mean, does that go to warming up slowly? Does it go to stretching? That sort of thing? Is it a form thing that we have to watch out for? Yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh um so 
probably one of the most calm. It's overuse. So mm. too much, too soon, too fast. You don't give yourself enough time to start. You know, you decide I'm going to play tennis and you haven't played in years. Grab a tennis racket. Now, you, if we're talking about tennis, there's a lot of things. The equipment plays a role, even with golf clubs. Having it too small or too large of a grip either mm. or both matter. So being properly sized for your grip matters. And that includes golf these days. Just grabbing a, a golf club depends on the size of your hands. They do make different size grips for golf clubs <laughs> and that can make a big difference. But then the too much too soon. And, and my favorite one is the golfers. If you're listening and the only thing you remember and you're a golfer, uh, don't go to the range. Mm -hmm. Silent pause. Did you hear that? No, everybody's like, what? what? Well, you know, the, the form of golf, and if you think about a game of golf, I'd rather you go play a few rounds of golf first and only having hit a few golf balls on the range. Because when you think about how golf is played, it, it's a very ballistic sport. Mm -hmm. You swing pretty firm, pretty fast. And if you go to the range without a proper warm-up and you just start firing golf balls and you hit one after another without a proper rest in between, you're more likely to develop an injury than if you go play a round mm -hmm. of golf because you hit a driver you walk or you cart and there's a few minutes in between you watch your buddy hit the ball or whatever then you hit a ball then the next one if you're really good unlike me you might chip or you might putt <laughs> but those are no longer ballistic swings anymore so it might be a good 10 minutes before you hit the next mm. driver or the next iron so if you think about it throughout the round of golf even if you're not a great golfer and you're shooting in the hundreds of those hundred swings, there might only actually be 40 or so ballistic swings. But if you go to a range, you're probably yeah. hitting 40 of them in a row. And so if you think about where it comes from too much, too soon, too fast, it's those range wires. Those are the ones that we're seeing a lot of times. So form plays a role for sure. No question about it. People who take big divots, that's a lot of ground <laughs> reaction force. You're basically slamming something down into the ground over and over. It's going to come back and haunt you. So all of those play a role. And yes, there are some things you can do to mitigate it. All right. So um, treatment. I know Graston is one of them, and I know some people yep. just absolutely hate Graston. I love Graston. I love, <laughs> love it. But that is, sure. that is that is that is one of the treatments. And do you use like the dry needling for that sort of thing as well? Can, oh. yeah. So there's multiple components to this problem. One, rest. Your body needs a chance to recover. So you want to rest and protect it in some way. That's where you'll see people wearing those braces around their forearms. And they do, and in some instances, they can make a huge difference, but not for everybody. But when you put one of those braces around your elbow, it changes where the muscle attaches or where it's pulling its force from. So if you imagine, put your hand and constrict your forearm and then lift your wrist and you'll feel it's pulling from your fingers now less than it's pulling from your elbow. Mm. So that'll some of the stress on the on, on those attachments. So a brace, rest, you know, going out and hitting another 100 balls the next day, I can tell you, everybody, you think you're going to work through it. <laughs> you're not. You're coming to see us because it's going to be even more inflamed. You're taking tissue and putting more stress on an already inflamed and damaged tissue. That's not going to help it either. And, and the other thing is, um, so, so yes, Graston technique is alleviating and breaking down scar tissue, particularly around more subacute problems. It's no longer been, it's, it's been longer than 
you know, a week to two weeks. It's, it's had a chance to begin that healing process. And we want that tissue to heal properly. Force and some light stretch stress can help with that. It creates what we call fibroblastic activity, which basically means your cells are releasing those, those important healing metabolites that we need to go through the healing process. And so that's one of the things Graston does. It also stretches and, and mm. relaxes the muscles that are often in tension and putting more stress on the elbow. And, and we it, need to reduce... So, sorry, go on, Jim. I was just going to say, just Graston is, is like a metal utensil that is, yep. you know, rub, for lack of, you know, scientific, but like used over that area, right? So... Yeah, yeah. so picture the, the non-sharp end of a butter yeah. knife, you know, something like that, and used to go across and in different directions, uh, not necessarily just in alignment with the muscle fibers. We used to call them cross frictions mm -hmm. when we used our hands. Now we use the tool and we've learned that you don't have to just go across the tissue. All directions can stimulate that fibroblastic activity. And so so where I was going next is IMS is really designed more for the, for the chronic. It's been around for a while. The, it's no longer acutely inflamed. You're now in this kind of what we call tendinosis. Your body hasn't responded well to that inflammation and it's the tendons gotten thickened. We say we call that enthesopathy. Your body laid down collagen. It's now more scar tissue. Mm. Graston's really effective then because you can use it physically to help to soften up that kind of scar tissue that's formed. But more important, you can alleviate the tension on it using IMS, which is using small, small acupuncture needles to go into the muscle and cause those muscles to relax, taking the tension off of the elbow and letting the body do the job. Because ultimately, that's what physio can do. We can just give the body the best chance and let this super machine of ours do the rest of the work for us. Grant Fedork, of course, the owner and our co-owner and uh, one of the physiotherapists with Leading Edge Physiotherapy. You can check out the website at leadingedgephysio.com. 420. Derek says, I once got tennis elbow from playing the trumpet. <laughs> uh, Grant Fedoric joining us this afternoon with Fit After 40. Grant, uh, tennis, golf, elbow, you can get it from all sorts of things. It doesn't necessarily have to be tennis or golf. What can we do to try to not get it? Yeah, and that's uh, the number one thing is not getting it in the first place. Yeah. I'm getting all kinds of messages saying if anybody needs a range, it's me. So thanks to that, anybody who knows me <laughs> and calling me out on, uh, on my text line right now. Uh, I like to think I'm not so bad at golf, but uh, maybe I'm not. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's let's not get it in the first place. So okay. a proper warm-up does matter. So yeah, as important as, as avoiding that repetitive motion of striking a ball over and over or just jumping into it, a good warm-up can make a difference, increasing the elasticity in the tissue, some light stretching of the fore. It, it, this, is, this goes with any activity. Yep. Now, are we talking about a lot of it? No. We're talking about active movement before. So getting your wrists moving up and down, getting the forearms and then the elbows and then the shoulders. And then, of course, let's look at the entire body. So you, you'll see a good active exercise program. You can find them anywhere and, and general range, general active um movement makes a big difference for preparation for an activity like a sport, like especially golf or tennis, where ballistic uh, activity is involved. So that's number one. Proper equipment is number two. And number three, some instruction, knowing what you're doing. Yeah. And so if you haven't done it before, you're just going to go out there and kind of try to figure it out. There is, there is definitely... Um, 
benefits to having some instructions so that you're not making key mistakes in your form, which can lead to injury. Grant, I was going to ask you about flip-flops because it's that time of year again, but we're almost out of time. Like 40 seconds. Every time. Don't do it. <laughs> That's my answer. Flip-flops lead to physio. Flip your way to physio. No problem, but be careful. Flip-flops are uh, definitely one of those things that lead to foot problems down the road. So if you've got uh, pain in your feet and you're wearing flip-flops, first thing you should do is change those flip-flops for a pair of runners. I'm going to urge people, if you want to find out more about that and about tennis and golf elbow, to check out the blog at leadingedgephysio.com. A ton of great information on there. Grant, thanks for this. Keep on practicing the, sw- the <laughs> I was going to say the singing and the swinging on the golf course have fun and uh, we'll talk to you soon <laughs> they go hand in hand <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you are so, always a singer though i mean that's the one thing about you and if anyone's gone to the clinic they know that grant is singing when he's in there yeah you know what if you're if you're distracted that's a good thing <laughs> and that's what we aim to do if you smile and laugh at me there's a benefit to that too probably more evidence for laughing than anything else we do out there so yeah and you're you always go. putting a smile on our faces all right grant <laughs> thanks for this have a great one take care Jalen. We'll, we'll talk to you soon grant fedork from leading edge physiotherapy